fasten your seatbelt. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Yes, it's the 30-something movie podcast, buddy. Yeah. Time for some pottage, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man, does this bring back memories. (laughs) Hey, don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. (laughs) Cruster. That's right, man. You know, I'd like to start oh, off the podcast by telling you all, life's about grease and the dewback, buddy, and wheezing on the buffest. <laughs> oh, man. I'd like to remind There's... everybody that my father did pass away as a result of a stroke, and the what you're hearing now is not the symptoms of a stroke, although it may sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> We better get after it, man, because we've got a lot to unpack with this movie. She's bummed. Say- <laughs> She's bummed because I snaked your last bagel. <laughs> Weezing the juice, buddy. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. What is it? The cheese is moldy? The, che- the cheese is moldy, and then he says, and then the guy's like, yeah, he has a point. She's kind of old or she's, whatever. And then she's dead and then she like, smacks him. It's like I'm you're just like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It's like, you're right, man. She's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What? Smack. The, oh the, my God. The cheese is. So, I, I, so clearly, we haven't even said what movie we're talking about this time. It's Encino, man. Um, it is. Okay, let's get into it. We don't have much time. I feel like we, We've we, got we, a lot we, to unpack. We kind of got into the Polly Shore imitations, and I think people could probably figure it out from there. But Oh, um, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is such a great movie. Oh, it's so good. David. Linkage. So uh, so I did, I'll throw this out here just right from the very beginning. I did throw out on Twitter uh, that we were recording a couple of different movies tonight and mentioned that right. one of them was The Distinguished Gentleman and the other one was Encino Man. And so got uh, got some responses back. So Joshua Sieben, one of our listeners on Twitter there, said, Encino Man, comedy genius rarely seen anymore in today's movies. Our, our good buddies, D and Jason, over at the Shirley Can't Be Serious podcast said, I will never forget, here's your line, I will never forget from Encino Man, the cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, maybe it's late at night, but that is just totally cracking me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. And uh, they also commented, also, I might be in the minority. I always love the solo Vince Neil song, You're Invited, But Your Friend Can't Come. It's a great tune. I don't, I don't know it's that he's in the minority. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a fan of the band. Love yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah. So that was that was difficult to see from that standpoint. Yeah. But as far as the tune, I don't know how you could fault it. Yeah. And then actually somebody uh, replied to the Shirley podcast guys and said, uh, this is uh, Rocky is at RM Chandler Jr. on Twitter. Solo Vince Neil is far better than it gets credit for. Good call. Yeah. And then a another podcast kind of is a podcast called The Cult of Splat. They kind of go back and take a look at movies that have been labeled as rotten, but at least one of them absolutely loves. So they are cultofsplat.com. And, okay. Uh, so they are, I guess, at some point in the future, they their response was, love Encino Man, looking forward to eventually doing an episode on it. Nice. So, very nice. I, nice. Will, I will look forward to checking that out. I took the words right out of my mouth, man. Yeah, yeah took the words right out of my mouth. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. Okay, you good. Have. You might have. I don't know. Because <laughs> there's some there's potential uh, pitfalls to fall into with that. But, uh, no, I look forward to hearing what they have to say, too. Pit. What a great premise for a show, too. Pit foliage. <laughs> this might get really old if we keep doing this. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But you know what? What the heck? We feed the whole neighborhood. We may as well feed exchange as, students too. May as well feed the monkey. Yes. So if you haven't figured out by now, we're probably going to spend five minutes talking about the movie and the next 45 minutes talking about the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes if we're in a hurry. Well, if we're in a hurry. Because it's... Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Holy buckets, man. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Infectious Grooves plays your prom. That immediately default becomes the greatest prom ever. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 to just pull back the curtain a little bit, I think Pat was going to lose it as, as, soon as, <laughs> yeah. as soon as he realized that they were playing the prom. Yes. I tried to go look. All right. So, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later. Too. I right, tried we'll to go look. In. I don't, I don't see, we were talking about Mandela effects last time when we were not recording just yet, we were talking about how you went to the theater and you are convinced that you saw a version that did not include all this music. Yes, I was. Okay. I remember seeing this. I couldn't film. find anything. I could not find anything through the Google. Yeah. Uh, the Google yeah. did not share anything with me. So. Yeah. I, I, so it, Okay. Did you see this? Viewers. Did you see this? In, you saw this in high school? Just depends when it came out. It would have been either eighth grade, summer before high school or high school. It was May 22nd, okay. 92. 92. Then that would have been like, I would have been just finishing up eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. So this would have been like, okay, school's out. Let's go see a movie kind of thing. Pat, did, and, you, did uh, you go, did you go see the movie with your cave nug and maybe you just weren't paying attention to the music? <laughs> no, it wasn't my cave nug. Okay. No, no, I would have always paid it. I mean, I don't want to be that guy. Okay. Because right. I know there are far more intelligent and educated and just great musicians and music lovers and appreciators out there. But that being said, I always pick up on the music with stuff. And especially because this had, you know, Vince Neil, one of my favorite bands was Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, I was completely aware of their split Infectious Grooves is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And I was just getting into them at this point in time. And so otherwise, uh, otherwise, like I said, calls shenanigans and maybe I'm just arrogantly saying I wouldn't have missed that. But I mean, I went and we went and saw it. And all I remember was that it was just filled with a lot of like, how I, I don't know. There was kind of that like flute and drums kind of thing. Right. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like that kind of a sound effect deal. And 
all that's all I remember from the movie. It was just that was everything that was playing. And I remember the guy that I went to, the guy that scored the tickets for it, said, Yeah, this is a a pre-release, like it's like a screening. We didn't that was it. We didn't go to a, like a the release of it. We went to a screening of it. Huh. That was how he described it, right? And so I I know I must have seen this movie more than that one time in the theater back when I was in eighth grade, even though that was just like, that was only 10 years ago. But I mean, like the movie just all came back when I watched it this time, like everything came back. I knew what was going to happen next. It was, it's like one of those things, but then all of a sudden all the music was there and I'm like, Holy buckets. There's some fantastic music in here. And then it was like, I think that's the infectious grooves. I think that's the infectious grooves. I think they took that guy's wallet. You know, I mean, it was like one of those things. And then all of a sudden the infectious grooves are playing at the prom. Like, Hey, they took that guy's hey, wallet. Hey, they just took that guy's wallet. I think he took his wallet. What's CPR. But uh, no, I like, I would have processed that. Like I would have remembered that that would have been on the top list of something about the greatest prom of all time. I, I don't know. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going way off on a tangent, but I think I saw some kind of, we did like a screening and they, maybe they hadn't just finished the soundtrack or whatever. So that's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. Hmm. So love the movie. I think I saw, a, I went to a screening of it before it was completely done. And now I watched it this time and I was just like, what the what? This is incredible. So. Yeah, the, the closest thing I've been able to find on Google, I, I tried to Google like, screenings and was the and and maybe if you did maybe if you went to a test screening of it they didn't have the soundtrack finished yet so maybe it's not in there that closest thing i found is on reddit somebody seven years ago found a test pressing of a like an lp of the encino man soundtrack it had four songs on it and it didn't even have a real label it was i mean it almost looks like somebody just typed you know vince neal scatterbrain a couple other things on here and somebody found it at like a like an antique shop for two bucks. Huh? But that's the closest thing I found. The only thing it has four tracks. You're invited, but your friend can't come. Mama said, knock you out. Wild thing. And young and dumb. Okay. No. Hmm. I don't know. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Okay. All right. Well, let's get going. We are the 30 something movie podcast. We spoil the things we talk about as we have already been talking for, 10 minutes now. Visit our website, 30podcast.com. You can rate the show, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon, of which we we are so thankful for all of our co-executive producers that we have. And uh, we would love, not not just for the support, but we would love to have more of you become co-executive producers via Patreon. There are bonus episodes every single month. Um, also looking for ways to get a few uh, more bonus episodes, maybe some even just little short uh, bonus episodes out there for you each and every month so you have even more extra stuff to listen to. But we would love for you to join that because there's a lot of really awesome content that we put out there as well that is kind of... Uh, uh, tangential a little bit to what we do here on the regular show. We do Mm -hmm. tend to put out monthly a quick little preview episode, like a a little 15-20 minute deal of what we have over there on Patreon, but it is always a good time. We have so much fun over there with our other co-executive producers. We've had so much fun getting to know over there, so 
go check it out. If you can, if, if you can forego one cup of coffee this month and decide that you're going to go over there and, and kind of put that towards this show, if you're, if you're loving and enjoying this show and you are able to do that, then we just, we appreciate that support and, and would love to have you over there so we can get more of that bonus content out there for you. But also if you do not have financially the means to be able to do that, just tell other people about the podcast or go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That's another great way. That's pretty much always the best way uh, for a podcast to kind of move up in the rankings and, and move up to be seen by more people. So that's what we just, we want to get our love of 80s and 90s and just all movies in general. We just want to get out, get that out there, have more people join the party, talk movies with us. We just, we love having a good time with you all and getting to know you all and, and talking good movies, bad movies, indifferent movies, cool world, which I'm going to put in its own category. Mm-hmm. And then once I put it in that category, I'm going to bury it. And then once mm-hmm. I bury it, I'm going to turn it into a nuclear test site and I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not even going to give it a refrigerator that it can hide in. That's right. That's right, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No es- <laughs> no, yes. There's no escape for the cool world. You're not happy. You're putting that movie in a hole and throwing away the hole. I'm, I'm still, it's, I, I feel itchy. My whole body <laughs> feels itchy from cool world. <laughs> You had a you had a strong visceral response to it. I did. I still do. <sighs> Feeling kind of itchy, buddy. Buddy. Sorry. All right. So okay. let's let let's bring it back. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Encino man. Encino man. Encino man. Yes. Okay. Can we can we talk about the infectious grooves yet? Or are we still? Uh... We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Okay, I'll good. I'll talk fast. I know you I know you really got to get to it otherwise you're going to explode. So I'll talk fast. <laughs> I know. And all it's going to be and all it's going to be is like that Chris Farley thing like, "Hey, you remember that time that the infectious groups played in Encino Man?" Do you remember? That was pretty awesome. Do you remember that time that like <laughs> that you, looked, awesome. you you saw that movie and and that like had the infectious grooves were at the prom? That was that, that was, was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. Okay. All right, well, Pat needs to talk about the soundtrack and the infectious grooves playing the greatest palm of all time, so I'm going to do this Micro Machines Man style. Here's, oh. here's the Trivia Pursuit section. The title is Encino Man. It was released on the 22nd of May, 1992, rated PG with one hour and 28-minute runtime. Les Mayfield was the director, did Blue Streak and Flubber. Writers for this one were George Zaloom, who did the story, Sean Sheps, who did the story and screenplay. Zaloom did the cape and the whole shebang. Sheps did the actor, was an actor from The Terminator, played the part of Nancy, and was also a writer of the TV series Weeds. Producer was George Zaloom, did Psycho 4. The beginning was a TV movie version. Music was done by J. Peter Robinson, Cocktail, Wayne's World. Cinematography, Robert Brinkman, who did The Cable Guy, The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Editor was Michael Kelly, Eric A. Sears. Kelly did Maverick and Mulan. Sears did Original Sin and Shooter. Budget was $7 million. Box office was $40.7 million. Flick metrics, it was at 44%. Cinema score gives it an A. I have to take a breath. You got to take a breath. Let's go back to that. What, did rot- what was the percentage Rotten Tomatoes gave it? Flick metrics gives it a 44%. Okay. I think Rotten Tomatoes is like they... The I, critics, it's like it's, it's like, like a, my bowling score. It, I think it's, it's like, like a thirteen. It's like, yeah, it's like my bowling score. But yeah. then, but then, if you go to the the whatever it is, the one that interviews people coming out of the theater, that's yeah, an A. It's like that, or I think I even saw like A plus. I don't know if we yeah. get pluses and minuses. I mean, that sums it up right there. Yeah, it is such a. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't want to. I don't want to like blitz over that point too much. I mean, okay. You know, obviously, critics, you know, okay, they got their own opinions of that. That's great. 
Cinema score was an A plus. And I want to say, if you look at the box office returns, and I'm sure you'll get to that, mm-hmm. but I mean, right there, that sums up this, that yeah. sums, up, sums up this movie. Well, it was, it was the budget was 7 million box office was 40.7. Yeah, there it is, man. So yeah. Yeah. The and, critic score. So Metacritic actually has one of the lowest. It has it at a 25%. Let's see the critic score for Rotten Tomatoes. I believe was they're showing thirty two percent on here, but I feel like oh, I okay. saw. I feel like when I looked at at Rotten Tomatoes by itself, it was even lower than that. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing sometimes with that's why I try not to worry too much about some of these scores is yeah. some of these. I mean, the critics ones uh, they will pull critic stuff from the time it came out, and critically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, critically, I I don't think many critics cared for it, but. Critics are not the audience for this one. Right. I, I, I agree. And I, I would hazard a guess that I wonder if my kids would like this movie. Cause I can't think of anything that's in here that like would be real. Eh. Yeah, I did. I was going to, I didn't show it to him just cause I didn't have the time. I had to watch it, but I think they'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, they'd I, think ki- I think they'd kind of, it's, it's just weird enough. Mm-hmm. It's very of its time, but it's also oh. just just weird enough that I think they would just think it's funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a fifteen percent. Fifteen for the critics. <laughs> Audience on yeah. Rotten Tomato gives it a fifty six percent. But I think okay. sometimes that's that's partly a modern audience going through and rating. And I don't think this is I don't think this movie is going to appeal to a modern audience. Yeah, I I, 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 I think I think Polly Shore does not translate well to twenty twenty two. Maybe, I, you know, if you're seeing it for the first time, if you grew up on this, you're probably going to think it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm kind of like because Polly Shore is like, I, OK, here, I'm going to I'm going to make a statement right now that is going uh-huh. to that is going to date me. But at the same time, solidify me as an 80s, 90s movie podcaster. Solidify yourself, John. Polly Shore. <laughs> Polly Shore is the American Yahoo series. Yeah, I'd be down with that. If you didn't grow up in the 80s, you have no clue what I just said. I have, there's, there's, we just lost some people. We lost all the millennials. We lost all the millennials. I don't think we had millennials listening, listening in the first place. I don't think so. There were I think maybe, the boomers there were maybe just, two I just, I think the boomers just signed off too, but that's oh, okay. Pat, I, I, I have to stop the show right now, Pat. Oh. I have, I have some information here that I think you're really going to enjoy. John, give me some information I want to enjoy. Pat, do you like science? Uh, Yeah. Do you like animals? Yeah. Okay, so I got a science fact for you. Oh. All right. Oh. Falcons, like the bird falcons, flappy wings. Flappy wings. Yeah, okay. Falcons, the average lifespan of a falcon is 12 to 15 years. Okay. So I'm about to blow your mind here. Every falcon alive today was born in the 21st century. Whoa. Do you know what that makes them? What does that make them? It makes them millennial falcons. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that. Wow. Would blow I knew that would blow your mind. I was just trying. I'm going to. Okay, let's pull back the curtain. I also, I also I knew that trying, when I told I my children trying. that, that they rolled their eyes at me, and they did. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, let's pull back the curtain. I was going to kind of play along. Yeah. 
but I'm not playing along anymore. My mind is really blown. I know. <laughs> Every falcon is a millennial falcon. Yeah, it's a millennial falcon. Wow. You can tell your kids that. Anytime wow. you see a falcon, you'd be like, look, kids, there's a millennial falcon. Wow. And we're doing the Star Wars rewatch, so this is exciting. Yeah. See? Yeah. You have you have yeah. my you, from now on you have my permission to call every falcon a millennial falcon. Yeah. And once Gotham I mean, once Gotham is in ashes, you have my permission to die. <laughs> That's right, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only did I fight crime in a rubber suit. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> really seals in the flavor. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wonder if, like, when the olds look at Polly Shore. We they see what I see when I look at some tic tac toe star that posts crazy Instagrams to FaceTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, I just don't get it. But that being said, because it's it's endearing to us to sit here and say things like "We's in the juice, buddy," right? Because right. because we were there when it happened, and right. I, if I say that to, in fact, if I said that in front of any member of my family now, they probably would take me to the doctor's office. Yeah, man. You know, there was also that like kind of California hipster talk thing was kind of a deal. Right. But that being said, I don't think there was much about Polly Shore, at least his character in this, that was like offensive. No. He wasn't. Polly Shore's not, he's not, he's not an offensive comedian. Right. Right. At least in his movies. I'm not very well versed on his stand up and all that, but. Yeah, and, and to be, I'm going to, like, full disclosure, I don't remember anything about a stand-up yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where he, that's, well, and that's where he cultivated that personality. Like, he was, was it Kennison was one of his mentors? And I want to say they might have gone on the road together, Sam Kennison, the, the comedian, the, okay. the, the shouty one. And um, they might have done some shows together, and that's where he kind of, like, on the road, he kind of could he, he cultivated this persona that he called the weasel so when he calls himself the unique weasel in this movie mm-hmm. so that was his personality that he kind of cultivated was he was going to do this exaggerated california talk and that was going to be that that's the weasel persona that he kind of created for mm-hmm. himself yeah which which yeah. then goes through all of his movies like every one of his movies i've ever seen it's always that weasel persona Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. yeah all right, let's finish talking about the movie, and then we get because I know you got to talk about the soundtrack. Otherwise, you probably gotta talk gonna, about the soundtrack. You're probably gonna like your face is gonna start melting. My face is gonna melt. Okay. Don't look, Marion. Don't look. Shut, Shut your, your eyes, eyes. Marion. Shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look. It's beautiful. Frodo Baggins. Frodo Baggins. Yeah. Um, no. Samwise. No. no. Frodo. Samwise Gamgee. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. God, tell the fan people that like tell the fanboys not to throw sticks and spears. It was Have a mistake. To... It was a mistake, everyone. It was a mistake. Samwise Gamgee. So Pat, uh, Pat thinks that Frodo is in this movie. That's extraordinary. What would you like to do next? <laughs> Han shot, Han shot first. Everybody, calm down, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Can yeah. you just calm down? Can you give me a break? It's been a long week for me too. And if he ever needed to replace Chewie, he could do so with a Millennial Falcon. With a Millennial Falcon. Very quickly, and I will actually get into listing out all the people that are in this movie. You brought up Frodo. And Sean yes. Aston is Samwise is in this movie. Samwise. I have mentioned that every year I do go to the C two E two show in Chicago. 
Yes, you do. And I am also planning to go this year. It's the first week of August, and I will be there. Yes, you are. Um, yes, you will. There was the very first, one of the very first comic shows I ever went to here in Chicago. It used to be called Wizard World Chicago because it used to be Wizard Magazine. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that magazine? I never got it, but I know of it. Okay. I know of it. So Wizard Magazine used to have Wizard World Chicago. And that show, that was the very first show I ever went to. And and then I went to C2E2, and I, I, don't, I just like C2E2 a little bit more. And then Wizard the Magazine kind of went under, and so they didn't have Wizard the Wizard World convention for a while. Well, it's back this year, and it's in, I want to say it's in mid-July, mid to late July, something like that. And I looked at it real quick. I was like, I go to C2E2. I'm, I'm not going to go to this one. I'm not going to spend all my money. I'll spend all my money going to comic book shows this summer. But then I looked at the celebrity guests. And I was like, celebrity guests at C2E2, eh, I don't recognize too many of them. It's a bunch of professional wrestlers, anime voice actors, stuff like that. It's like, that's that's not necessarily my jam. And I don't, I don't really go for autographs and to meet celebrities and stuff like that anyway. But then I saw the list of who's going to be at the, they, they now call it Fan Expo Chicago instead of Wizard World. It is all four hobbits from the Lord of the Rings movie are going to be there. What, what, what? Yeah, all of them are going to be there. Jonathan Frakes is going to be there. Oh. Brent Spiner is going to be there. <laughs> LeVar Burton is going to be there. Okay. Gates McFadden so, is going to be there. Okay. So I'm uh, Anthony Daniels is going to be there. <laughs> what is going on? Half the cast is, of Cobra Kai is going to be there. What is going on, John? So I'm like, why is C2E2 not getting these celebrities? Like, why? Like, that's the big, I feel like that's the bigger show. Why are they not getting the same celebrities? So part of me is like, yeah, here it's Nathan Fillion from Firefly is going to be there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Elijah Wood, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Sean Astin, Anthony Daniels, Ming-Na Wen from Book of Boba Fett, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian, Carl Weathers is going to be there. (laughs) <laughs> what is going on? Uh, Where is this? And what are we? Are we filming a live episode there? What is going on, John? Ron Perlman. What are we doing? Ron Perlman is going to be there. Oh my god! You ever watch Sons of Anarchy? I didn't watch that. Yeah, Did I you? watched Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy is going to be there. Uh huh. Let's see. Peyton List uh, from Cobra Kai is going to be there. Uh, Kevin Smith. You... Actually, Jay and Jay and Silent Bob. Actually, most of the cast of Clerks is going to be there. Oh my god. Oh, um, Gina Carano's going to be there? Yeah, she's going to be there. Uh, Pat, may I further blow your mind? Oh, my, 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 my little heart is going pitter-pat because Gina pitter-patter? Carano's going to be there. I need to like kind of let it calm down a little bit. Okay. Brent Spiner's <laughs> going to be there. LeVar Burton is going to be there. Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFadden. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Q is going to be there. John Delancey's oh going to be there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, what are they just going to be walking around? Are they all going to be in one? Sh- What's tell me what is like? They're probably going to be doing like a, an autograph signing thing. You probably have to pay to get autographs or photos with them or, or stuff oh like that. God. Three cast members from the Goonies are going to be there. Corey Felt, K. I always forget how to say his name. K. Hoi Kwan is going to be there. Who is in this movie, right? Short Wasn't round. The... Who, yeah, who is in this movie? Goonies and short round. Carrie Green, one of the girls from the Goonies, is going to be there. And I'm sure there's probably going to be more people. This is just what they have up so far. When does this take so. place? This is, and I already bought my ticket, so if you want to go, you let me know. I, I Or no, did I buy a ticket for this one yet? I don't know if I bought my ticket for this one yet. I'm going to buy a ticket for this one, and I'm probably going to buy it for the Friday. It's a July 8th, I think is the Friday. Yeah, it's the weekend of July. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, July 7th through the 10th. 
and wow. it's it's in Rosemont, so it's a little bit easier to get to than than McCormick yeah. Place. Is it at the Horizon? Dude, am I totally putting myself in the eighties? Is it at Rosemont Horizon? It's at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. So, and that's what used to be the Rosemont Horizon, right? Or is, is that it? was it something different now? I don't know. I always forget. What's the one that's downtown? McCormick. That's McCormick. Yeah. So if you want to go, you let me know. Oh man, we could make a we could. Oh, you know what? I bet some of these some of these people like John Delancey, Q, and Sean Aston, and I think a couple of the other people they might also be doing some panels and stuff because they are also voice actors in some of the cartoons. Because <laughs> Sean Aston plays Shazam, Captain Marvel, in the Justice League action cartoon. And okay. John Delancey, I think, is also a cartoon voice. Elijah Wood plays the Penguin in Happy Feet. So it looks like they might also be there as, you know, voice actors to talk about some of their voice acting stuff they've done. Jeez. So I don't know. We'll we'll talk we'll talk some more about this off air. If you want to go, then I I will be your gateway drug into comic book shows. There it is, man. So we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. So if you need if you need a plus one for a Friday at a comic book show, let's let's talk. There it is. Okay. All right. Sean we, Sean Aston, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Sean Aston played Dave Morgan. He was in the Goonies, Lord of the Rings, and Stranger Things. Brendan Fraser played Link. He was in the Mummy, Crash, and Doom Patrol. Pauly Shore played Stony Brown. He was in In the Army Now, Biodome, and Son in Law. Megan Ward played Robin Sweeney. She was in Trancers 2 and Joe's Apartment. Robin Tunney played Ella. She was in Empire Records and The Craft. Michael DeLuise played Matt. He was in Wayne's World and NYPD Blue. Patrick Van Horn played Phil. He was in Swingers and Four Christmases. Dalton James played Will. He was in MacGyver and Passions. Rick Ducamoon played, or he died in 2015. He played Mr. Brush. He was in The Burbs and Groundhog Day. Kei Hui Kwan played Kim. I apologize if I completely butchered that. I think he also goes by Jonathan Kwan, I believe. He played Kim. He was in Temple of Doom and the Goonies. Mariette Hartley played Mrs. Morgan. She was in the TV series The Incredible Hulk and the Hitchcock movie Marnie. Richard Mazur played Mr. Morgan. He was in The Thing and My Girl. Eric Avari played Raji. He was in Stargate and the TV series Heroes. And Sandra Hess was the cave nug. She was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation and the 1998 movie Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Have you ever seen that one, Pat? I have not. You want to know who plays Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Who plays Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's the Hoth, Pat. I have heard of such things, John. David Hasselhoff plays Nick Fury. Wow. Earth's greatest heroes. I feel like tonight is the night that I'm just completely blowing your mind with everything. My mind considered blown. You're like, you're never going to be the same after tonight, Pat. I'm never going to be the same. Thankfully, I'm in a bowling alley. And I've got plenty of infectious grooves music to listen to. There you go. There you go. So here, when they find a frozen caveman in their backyard, two high school outcasts thaw him and introduce him to modern life while he in turn gets them to actually enjoy life a little bit. Recently, two high school students unearthed a prehistoric man in their own backyard. Ah! Their story is completely true. 
Encino Man. The beverage? What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? We figure with a little juice. No, we think the juice. No, we think the juice. Hollywood Pictures presents Encino Man. He's a million years old. Milk does the body good, huh? Uh. Great hair. And living proof that evolution is not an exact science. Oh, Get the fresh nugs. Wheezing the juice. You got him talking like you now. I don't know what else to say. Good night, everybody. Good night. Go see it. <laughs> buy, buy Infectious Grooves albums. Listen uh, to them. Or create lists on Spotify or whatever. No wheezing the juice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Minute and a half. Was well, it one minute or two minutes? Minute and a half. Yeah. There it is. Warm on the outside. Cold on the middle. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> there you go. All right, Pat's got to talk soundtrack, so we'll zip through the major moments here very pretty quickly. And also because it's not a complicated story. So I don't nope. think it's going to take very long to talk through the major moments here. So very, very quickly, the first major moment we've got is uh, we start off the movie with a, a bit of, we're, we're back in time, just a tad. We have Caveman and Cave Nug, and they are living their little cave lives. And all of a sudden there is an earthquake, a cave-in, and things, the, the, the cave-in does not go well, Enterprise. And so they are, or at least as we see right here, the caveman ends up getting frozen by what we learned later on from the high school teacher is a probably a, a glacier or beginning of the ice age or something that freezes him to the point where he can be discovered later on. Then we have a Dave and Stoney, two high school losers who are, uh, Dave is digging a pool in his backyard because he thinks that now that high school is about over, that's the one thing that's going to make him super popular is a giant hole in his backyard that he will fill with water. My first question in this whole part was, is he just, is he planning on doing this whole thing himself? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, is, is, is the, the pool folks coming to put the pool? Is he just doing the heavy lifting? Because, because I tried to dig a pool in my backyard when I was, I don't know, let's say, seven or eight. And I was also convinced that all I had to do was dig a hole and fill it with water. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you know what happened when I dug a hole and filled it with water? It became muddy it be- and it became drained a, out the bottom. It became a muddy hole and eventually just kind of drained out the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Dave, he's doing a nice job digging out the uh, the hole in the backyard. I mean, he's, he's pretty much got the size hole he would need for a swimming pool. Mm. Now, I've never built a swimming pool before, but I'm assuming no. there's going to need to be some concrete or other material laid down, and I don't know when that part of the process is going to happen. Yeah, I know. Maybe he's just going point to point. If I get from point A to point B. Could be. What you're talking about is point B to point C. Right. You know? Yeah. 
He's, he's just like a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do if he caught one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Basically, he just wants the girl. Yes. He, he wants, with just a tiny bit of time left in high school, he has got, he's got his eyes set on what sounds like was his elementary or middle school nug and that he, he let her get away. And he, he had the opportunity, apparently, to, to hook her when they were all probably nerdy middle school kids. Sure. And he, he let that opportunity get away, and now she's a bit out of his league. Right. Yeah. So, But what he does find is he finds a frozen caveman as he's yes. digging out his pool. And yes. uh, as you do when you find a giant frozen caveman, you put him in your garage and you start to thaw him out. Of course. So uh, they thaw out the caveman. They, they leave. They go to school, do their thing. When they come back, uh, the caveman has thawed enough that he is now loose, and he is trying to build a fire in, their, in Dave's bedroom. And they have to kind of you know, catch him and, and kind of calm him down a little bit. And they immediately start to get him acclimated to life in the early 90s. So they, they give him a bath. They give him some clothes. They give him a montage. And then from that point on, he is cleaned up. He's got a haircut. He's you know ready to go for life in uh, California, 1992. And so they come up with the right. idea that he is a foreign exchange student because that's always... When you have somebody that you need to hide in plain sight, they're always a foreign exchange student. Sure. Of course. So they go get him registered at the school with the school secretary and tell everybody that he is, uh, what is his, his name is, his full name? Link Chamovsky. Link Chamovsky from Estonia. From Estonia. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a gag. And that's kind of a gag is that being a caveman is no different than being a contemporary person. It's just you don't fully understand the language and, but everything else is no different than it would, if you would have gotten someone on a 1950, right? right? It's yeah. Right. Well, and that's why it was, it was fun in the beginning when he first kind of gets thawed out and he's like trying to do battle with the garbage truck. Right. Right. And the garbage truck is making like elephant noises and. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they did it for, for a, and I'm going to say this in a very loving way for, for such a stupid movie. I thought there were several things they did a really nice job with. Sure. Like the idea of him, and obviously it's a ridiculous premise to a, to a movie, to a story, but they did a nice job of when he got unthawed and he's out and he doesn't understand anything and he's these things are always so, they're, they're very strange from the last thing he knew before he got frozen thousands of years before. You know, the, these giant trucks, these cars are making, it sounds like they're making animal noises. To him, he probably mm -hmm. would think it's some giant animal. You sure. know, so so for a movie that's a a Polly Shore movie, I thought there were a few things that they did that were just they did a really nice job of giving it that effect that it needed. Yeah, man, hard agree, hard agree on that one. So we're gonna fast forward a little bit. We're we're kind of he's going through high school life and kind of what that looks like. And there is a point in the movie, kind of a little bit of a turning point in the movie. They take him to the Natural History Museum, and he sees the exhibit about the cave people. And kind of realizes that he's the last one, that all of his friends, all the people that he knew, they've all died. They've all, they've been extinct for a very, very long time. And he just kind of feels very suddenly alone, which then in turn gives the, the three guys an opportunity to kind of bond with each other and get across that idea that, hey, you're, you're not alone. We're your friends. We're with you. We're, we're basically the three amigos. 
Yes. And even that, again, that's that's a theme that we've seen, at least I've seen in, in several different sci-fi shows and stories and whatnot. You are the last. Yeah. You know, you are the last Jedi. You are the last of this race. You are the last whatever. And there's that loneliness that comes with it. And then you kind of have to meet your new family. Right. And so, yeah, I think that movie, I think that movie, the movie does a nice job with that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the funnier scenes in the movie is we have the scene that takes place in the bar and we have uh, the bar, the, the unique weasel meets up with some new friends and uh, gets gets cornered and, and just about forced to drink a bottle of tequila. Let's see. I think I got some of the, I was going to pull up the bar scene here. Let's see what we got. Let's see if I'm in the right spot here. Because we do have that one fun line. That was the one that the Shirley podcast guys had mentioned was that, that line where they start speaking to him and uh, they start speaking to Link and they're speaking in Spanish and he answers back to them in Spanish and uh, mm-hmm. he's, he says, uh, what does he says? The cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I saw anyone with my lady, I'd kill him. Cheese is old and moldy. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Right, is she? She's not worth it. Yeah, the rattle's got a point. <laughs> she ain't worth it, Arms. Um. <laughs> she slaps him. Come here, look. He starts crying. Yeah. Yeah. That so was it, good. And that's, and that's, and that's why you know, it, there's not going to be too much in-depth on these major moments in the movie because a lot of the movie is just little moments like that. It's like yep. examples of... Well, let's let's put him in awkward situations. Let's do something funny and and kind of lighthearted with it, and then let's just move on to the next thing. Right. And that's pretty much what this movie is. It's a for, yes. for lack of a better term, it's a buddy movie. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, last major moment and one of Pat's favorites. That's probably going to take us on into our deep thoughts, where Pat can talk more about the soundtrack. A prom night. Oh. Prom night. So what I'll just say real quickly about prom night is that I, I, I'm completely blanking on what his name is. So I'll just call him Chaz because he seems like a Chaz. A Chaz, the boyfriend, decides that he's going to try to ruin everything by bringing his photographic evidence that Link is a caveman. Because everyone's going to believe with a bunch of Polaroids that Link is a caveman. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I, And I don't think anyone cares. No, they don't care. I think everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. They're like, <laughs> he's that, a caveman. Like, That's so awesome. I'm like, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm just a caveman. Yeah. Not totally from, I mean, that's, this is, yeah. Yeah. All right, Pat, we've waited long enough. It's time for some deep thoughts. Are you ready for your deep thoughts? I have many deep thoughts. Many deep thoughts. Let's, let's go to the deep thoughts. And now deep thoughts. All right, 
I'm not even going to ask if you like this movie because I think we both have said we like this movie. Is there anything, and before my next question will be on, on the soundtrack, and then we can go from there. Is there anything about this movie that does not work for you? We've, we've kind of been gushing about it the whole time. Is there anything in this movie, any moments in the movie, anything that kind of falls flat for you or does not work for you? I, you know, I, I really, not unless you're going to like expect something that the movie isn't there to deliver. Do yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what they're trying to deliver, they deliver. So I think to ask anything above and beyond that is you're just no i i don't think so i think the movie delivers everything that it what about you anything fall flat for you no i mean especially watching it now as a kid i could really care less watching it now Polly shore gets a little annoying you know that that's it's not to the same degree to which i get kind of tired of bobcat goldthwaite after four seconds not really it's just it's a fun it's a stupid yeah. movie, but when I say it's a stupid movie, I mean that in like the sincerest love, you know, for for movies that are not great but also lots of fun. Yeah. And it has a lot of heart. Oh yeah, yeah. And you I know, think that's, I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely what saves it from being a bad movie. Right. Because it's not right. it's not an it's not an amazing movie. It's right. very simple and it's got a lot of heart and that's what saves it from being a complete yeah. train wreck. Even when the main guys like turn against each other, no, right. we don't do this. You got to take care of each other, all yeah. that kind of thing. And I, I mean, the stuff that I'm sure people would listen to be like, dude, calling shenanigans because, hey, you've called other movies out on its on their sensibilities, but you're not calling this movie out. I think what doesn't make it bump in my mind as much as like what some other movies do when you're depicting various ethnic groups or the way we treat women and all that kind of thing is that everybody's getting parried in this. I can't speak. I'm like Jack Sparrow. Everybody is, everybody's getting parodied in this. Everyone is a parallelogram in this. What was the thing from your other podcast? The love rhombus. Yes. Yeah. Everyone from, is from, a love rhombus. From, from in noises this. Off. Yeah, no, but I think that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like every group, is kind of like is made fun of and the main characters are all made fun of. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even like the cool kids, you're laughing at them because you're laughing at their, at their, what am I trying to say? Either they're just being jerks or they're being shallow or what you're, you're laughing at them. Yeah. You're laughing at everybody. Yeah. The parents, you can laugh at the parents, the teachers, you can laugh at the teachers, you know? So it's not like, you have a certain group being put up there just to be kind of like the, the comedy. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas I, I really struggled with what was that? Shoot. What was that movie? Was it pretty in pink? Yeah. Or or was that with the, some kind of wonderful with what some kind of what? No, not, I didn't bother. Like some kind of wonderful, I thought was an amazing movie. Was it pretty in pink that had the long duck dong character? (laughs) No, 16 candles. 16 candles. Yeah. What was pretty in pink? Pretty in pink was the one you remember. That's the, some kind of wonderful, I think was, was like the, not like remake, but it was like the, the re something of pretty in pink. Okay. Okay. Well, I remember. We don't, I don't, I don't think we ever did pretty in pink for the podcast. 
okay. But we did some kind of wonderful. And that yeah. was the one with Eric Stoltz and Casey Jones was in it. And yes. Eric Stoltz was just an awesome guy. That movie was great. What was the other one? 16 Candles. Okay, the one with... Candles. I remember I really struggled with the Long Duck Dong character because that was like... He was like all of the comedy. We were always... Do you know what I'm saying? Where is Grandpa's Where, automobile? Yeah. 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 This movie, they don't do that. This movie, everybody gets laughed at. And yeah. so... Do you know what I'm saying? So even the things that... I, in all fairness, I bump on when I see that in other movies. I, I, it didn't bother me because everyone was getting laughed at. Yeah. Everyone was a silly, like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I really like nothing really fell short for me in this movie and even rewatching it. You know, I don't think I could binge it like every night, watch it, but yeah, man, like I could watch this thing like once a year, if it was on TV, I'd turn, I'd watch it. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, man. All right, Patrick. Yes. It's the I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring you in here. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Yeah, man. Tell me about the soundtrack for this movie, Pat. John, the soundtrack's amazing. Like, it's like, what else do you want in a soundtrack? And here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. I just want to listen a little more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If we keep playing it, are we going to get in trouble for copyright infringement? I mean, we can only play a little bit at a time, so. Yeah, I know we can. But I'll, but we I'll, switch, can. Okay. I'll, I'll switch to some other songs. So so you just fade it in when I'm talking too much, and I'll just shut up and listen. So, okay, do you listen to the Infectious Grooves? Have you ever heard of the Infectious Grooves? I had heard of them. I had not really listened to them. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're phenomenal. I mean, I love that group. And so here's the thing, okay? I love I love eighties rock. Yeah. Right. Love eighties rock. Everyone does. I, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to fault the music that came after. Right. And I'm sure there were some great bands and I know there were some great musicians and there were probably good bands and there were one hit wonders and there were all that stuff. It's just the sound didn't appeal to me as much as the eighties. Right. And so it was kind of like, I don't know what's happening with the scene, but then someone played my cousin actually played me some infectious grooves. And it was like, these guys are amazing. And it's, it's, it's a group like it's, it's what's it's Mike Muir who was from, was it, was it suicidal tendencies? I'm going to mess this all up. And then Robert Turio, he was with Metallica for a while. Anyways, it was these guys from all different bands that got together and they, they formed a group that was pretty much like it was heavy metal, like speed metal funk music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, everybody out there that's knowledgeable, I'm totally messing up what bands these guys came from. And I, I'm sorry, I really am. But I got to know them through Infectious Groove. So that's what it was. But they were different enough. And oh my gosh, did I love the sound. 
You know what I'm saying? I love the sound. And I loved, they had little comedy tracks in there too, you know, that were great because they had this little, this, this little reptile guy that was kind of like always trying to like get in and sing with the band and all this kind of thing. And he became their mascot. And so like there was this whole like uh, cult culture around them. Dude, they sound so good. And I remember like my cousin played some for me. And then I picked up one of their albums and then I just couldn't stop listening to it. And then, and then they had uh, this song therapy and then it was Ozzy Osbourne. What, what, what Ozzy singing backups for them? Like, Oh my gosh, these guys are incredible. So I listened to a lot of the infectious grooves and that was even as, as the eighties rock scene kind of receded when I was in high school, like that, that whole thing was kind of going away and, infectious grooves was kind of like my one pop music like and pop is wrong because that's not pop but i mean like yeah you know i don't say that was like that was my one thing that i still like listen to and especially because i was like we talked i was really 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 and still am jazz music was my jam like that's what i listened to you know and then like soul and funk and all that and but like the infectious groove so anyways phenomenal group listen to them they're great okay they're great one of the other songs you mentioned was the vince neal the solo vince neal yes which which i'll just say that came out bring it up a little bit here bring bring it up What a great tune that is. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fantastic. And, you know, that's the thing is, like I said, the 80s thing was receding. So I think this was 92, right? So Motley Crue released Decade of Decadence in 91. No. I think they released that in 92 because that was their compilation, 81 to 91. But Vince Neil quit the band pretty close on that, right? So, like, one of the top like eighties bands notorious was breaking up. So it was 92. And then suddenly Vince Neil is recording this with, 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 you know, his band. And I am not knowledgeable enough to know, was that like, was this just the Vince Neil band or whatever? But I mean, he sounds good. And the decade, band is uh, pl- decade of decadence was released in October of 91, October of 91. Yeah. Vince was out of the band in 92, which is right about when this movie came out. Then he's recording this. And I remember this single, but it was like, it's like you hear Vince Neil's voice. You got all those vocals, but that's not Motley Crue. Right. I mean, the band sounds fantastic. So that was like, Whoa, this is like completely different. I mean, that sounds great, but just like a different sound. 
And so obviously Motley Crue breaking up, that's okay. Another eighties icon band is go. So, so that has all that stuff going on. And you're like, dude, I'm, I'm hearing Vince Neil. This is great. And then all of a sudden I'm going, trying to bring it back to the movie. You hear some music throughout that. It's like, Oh, that's infectious grooves. Then all of a sudden you get to their prom and the infectious grooves is the band at prom. Yeah. That immediately, that immediately wins. Okay. You just won the movie won. Yeah. The game is over. Like there's no sense in playing. Right. Well, that's what, I mean, when, when this movie first started, I mean, the first few songs that I, I like turned my head real fast. I was like, this song's in this movie. Yeah. So, so it it boggles my mind because there's a few songs in here that I, I know that I love them now, but I would have to hazard a guess and say this movie might've been the first time I heard those songs, but I just didn't know them at the time. That's right. You know them now. What are they? List them out, John. Well, like, like one of the first ones that plays. Do we want to get right? Yes. The only correct answer to that is yes. Yes. Sorry, Ray, when Def Leppard asks you if you want to get rocked, you say yes. Yes, you say yes. That's what I did. This is so much of this just reminds me of being a kid in the early, oh, yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah, and the Def Leppard album Adrenalize which yeah. we all know from which this song is from. I think, watch, I, I make that big intro grand statement and I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty sure that's Adrenalize. Yeah. Anyways, that album is totally like a Desert Island album, Yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, I know. I don't care what the temperature is. When I'm driving to work tomorrow, I know what's on the radio. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yes. And then the other song where I did a complete, just like I think I said earlier, like 380 degree head turn. Was, yeah. Was this one? Let me pull this one up. Because this one I I have loved for a very very long time. Oh yes. Play it, John. Play it. Edgar Winter, right? Yeah, Edgar Winter Group. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I mm-hmm. my my dad well, 
this movie may have introduced me to that song. I just didn't know it at the time, but then my dad reintroduced it to me later. There yeah. was this, uh, I, I want to say it was all around about the same time I got introduced to Jethro Tull, Uriah Inagata DeVita, and Frankenstein. Yeah. My dad was just like, I got some good songs for you. We're going to play all these all at once. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's just getting rocked with waves of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, I'm just looking down the looking down the list of some of the other songs on the soundtrack. You know, I'm too sexy. Right, said Fred is on here. That's um, right. I'm too sexy. Yeah. I mean, what a song of its time. You know, Stone Cold Crazy by Queen, Wild Thing by Cheap Trick, uh, Mama said Knock You Out by Scatterbrain. <sighs> Wooly Bully by the Smithereens. That's right. What were they playing when he was at the amusement park? That's a good question. What were they playing? I'm trying to remember that scene. Because that scene was pretty amazing. Roller coaster riding in Encino Man. Oh, it's Stone Cold Crazy. Okay. Yeah, that scene was ever bit as, like, I love that whole scene as much as I loved, like, the scene at Waterloop in Wayne's World, or on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. It's just such a fun movie. It's, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. Well, as we, we, we kind of already mentioned this a little bit, but we, uh, we do get to the end of the movie. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned this part of it, but you get to the end of the movie and he, we discover that his girlfriend, his cave nug has also been thawed out and now she's alive. So she gets her makeover at the end of the movie and everybody gets the girl. Everybody's happy. It's a, it's a happy ending nineties teen movie. Oh, it's great, man. And you know what I love is that they, they do it. Like there's the little earthquake and then all of a sudden the smoke detector goes off and then it's Polly Shore and, the Brendan Fraser character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are like, ah, then yeah. she's in the bath and I'm just, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So supposedly Polly Shore has been trying to get Encino man Two made for quite a while now. Okay. And even as of, I want to say like this time last year, I actually, even just a few weeks ago, Polly Shore was being interviewed, and I guess he once again has said he would love to do Encino Man 2. He said Brendan Fraser is up for it. Sean Astin's even up for it. And they could see this as being something that would be done on Disney+. Plus. So they were talking about they kind of already have a bunch of sequels and other stuff on Disney+, Plus, like they had a... Turner and Hooch, a series that they did. Uh, it was it was real short. I think it was a few episodes. They did a Turner and Hooch one. They did like a Doogie Howser spinoff on Disney+. Plus. They did the Mighty Ducks uh, spinoff or reboot on Disney+. Plus. And so I guess he's been kind of pushing for the last few years. Like, hey, the, the director wants to do it. Brendan Fraser's up for it. Sean Astin's up for it. I'm up for it. So let's make it happen. Yeah, man. 
So why I, not? It'd be fun. I mean, I'd be curious to see what they what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Oh man, why not? Hey, what about the the driving scene? That was great, man. The car up on two wheels. Oh yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Rad? What was it called? Rad Rod or? Rat rod or something. Rad rat or whatever. Yeah. It's like my own children thinking that they could drive just because they've played video games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a good driver. No, Rain Man. You've you've played video games. You're you're not you're not an excellent driver yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, Patrick. Are you ready for John. Th- you ready for three questions? Yeah. I've already sent you my answers. I I, I saw your answers. <laughs> Which were kind of, they were kind of a rejection of the question, but well, I'll, I'll give you a chance to defend yourself. Okay, man. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number one. If you dug up a caveman in your backyard, where's the first place you're going to take him? Well, I think my I, my, my initial knee-jerk reaction was to an Infectious Grooves concert. But in all honesty, dude, probably get some get guys some food, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? The guy's probably going to be hungry. You know where I think you take him? Where'd I take him? I think you take him to one of those Brazilian steakhouses. <sighs> right. Fire it up. Yeah. Fire that I, up. I still have never saying? been to one, but... I. I know, man. Well, yeah. that'll have to be our 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 five hundredth episode. We'll we'll record live from a Brazilian steakhouse. Do you, do you want to go this summer? Do you want to go to a Brazilian steakhouse and a comic book show where Gina Carano and the staff and the uh, cast of Next Generation will be? You had me at Gina Carano. Okay. <laughs> I I knew I, I I knew I could either get you at Meat on a Sword or Gina Carano. So there it is, man. There figured, it is. I figured if I throw both in there, it's just uh, sauce for the goose. That's right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. I'm going to go. Oh, let's Ferris Bueller this. I'm going to take him to Wrigley Field. Oh, there you go. I think a, I think a caveman might enjoy a sporting event. It's got a, not that the cavemen had gladiator rings or anything like that, but I feel like, I feel like a, a somewhat simple sport with somebody swinging a stick at a ball might appeal to a caveman and you got nachos and food and. All there kinds of is. other stuff, so I think it might not be a bad place to take them. There it is, man. There it is. Uh, number two, favorite Polly Shore movie. Knee-jerk reaction, anyone that has the band Infectious Grooves in it. However, that being said, in all honesty, I think it was this one. Yeah. I don't know of too many other Polly Shore movies. I know Son-in-Law comes to mind. I, I don't know if I saw it. It's in in its entirety, and like this is the only one that really comes to mind. I have seen. I have not. I don't think I've seen Biodome, and if I have, it's I've only seen part of it. Yeah, I really don't think I've seen the whole thing. I've seen Son in Law, and I've seen In the Army Now, but I can't tell you other than just some goofy Polly Shore stuff. 
I don't know that I can really tell you too much about those movies. I don't remember them very well. But in Sino Man, I when I knew this one was coming up, I'm like, oh, I remember this scene and this scene oh, yeah. and this scene, and so I we're gonna we're gonna go Daily Double, and I'm gonna pick the same one. Yay, Daily Double. Final question, question number three. When you wheeze the juice, buddy, what is your favorite flavor of Icy? And follow-up question, would you wheeze the juice right out of the machine? Okay, so... um, Follow-up, follow-up question, have you wheezed the juice out of the machine? Okay. Knee-jerk reaction, whatever flavor they're serving at the prom where the infectious grooves is the band. Pat just rejected your question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Proceed, sir. No, man. I, I, you know what, like favorite ice. I, yes, please. You know what I'm saying? Like I, my favorite flavor ice, like, I love it all. I don't think I'd wheeze the juice out of the machine. Like, I'm just like, come on, man. No, like my, my food. I never like, don't mess with the food thing. Mm -hmm. You you wouldn't go right up to the, you wouldn't go into the Seven Eleven and just suck on the nozzle. No, I wouldn't suck on the nozzle. Okay. Never have, never will. Okay. Um, although I saw a kid doing that with one of the water bottle fillers the other day at school. Oh, I'm ugh. like, dude, come on, man. Don't do that. I, and that's, I think, I think I walked around the corner. I think I, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, pandemic. Come on, man. Yeah. What the, <laughs> come on, dude. And, uh, you know, it was yeah. kind of the thing, but no, kids I wouldn't, are, I wouldn't are the juice. They are, man. They are. Okay. Talk to me, John. Talk to me, goose. Take me to the icy machine or lose me forever. So <sighs> here I, I, it's time for me to have my mind blown. When I think of icy machine, I think of uh, blue raspberry, I think of cherry, and I think of oh. cola. Like, those are the three flavors I think of. Okay. Did you say Ricola? No, cola. Cola, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ricola would be kind of gross. Um, well, not my place to judge. But I understand. We're not going to yuck anybody's yum. But where my mind has been blown is I was just curious. I was like, well, how many flavors of icy are there? Because there's probably three. No, Pat, I went on to the website for the icy company, icy.com. Is there something like 300? <laughs> there are, let's see, what, let's let's do one, two, three. There's three columns. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen. Pat, there are fourteen lines here, three columns. Carrie, the, the, there's... It was my understanding that there would be no math. There's a lot of flavors, Pat. <sighs> There's there's wow. watermelon, there's watermelon lemonade, wow. there's sugar plum, wow. there's strawberry shortcake, wow. there's green apple watermelon, there's sour apple, there's pina colada, there's orange cream, there's mixed berries, there's mermaid flavor, Pat. I, mermaid flavor. Do I dare ask what mermaids taste like? I believe we're gonna just keep going. I'm sorry. Let's just keep let's just keep plowing ahead. I believe they taste like Daryl Hannah. I don't know how to follow that up, John. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm on a precipice. It's, I mean, it's splash. That's all I know. I'm at anybody canyon. Why? <laughs> anybody. I'm at anybody canyon, and I'm about to fall in. Anybody. Um, I don't want to respond to John's question. So I'm. I'm. Um, so icy flavors. There's a lot of icy I, flavors, and I know. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of boring and old school, so I'm going to reject all the flavors and say cherry. You know what? So here I'm I'm kind of like vacillating 
right now, back and forth. Are you okay? Between I'm I'm okay. I'm Ev- eventually that goes away. I I'm hoping, but here's the thing. Like at first I'm like, ah, yes. When you said favorite flavor, then you started listing and I'm telling you, man, like cherry, like the black cherry, like there's, there's some appeal. Oh, and lemonade. There's always a little, that lemonade. lemonade, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit old school. Give me a glass of lemonade in the shade by the lake, the Mm -hmm, whole thing. mm -hmm. But then you said there's 42 flavors and now I'm kind of going back to like, yes, just give me all the flavors. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Give me all the flavors. I don't want banana. I don't. I don't think I like banana flavor. Oh, I yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know that I'd I be know. up for bubble gum and cotton candy and I, some of those. I don't know. Some of those. I'm. When you've reached the age of the number of flavors there are of ices, I think some of the like sugary ones don't appeal as much anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I I don't like the, the I don't like the candy flavored stuff as much. Right. I mean, I I would try the uni, the mermaid one just to kind of see, but like, I figured mm-hmm. unicorn might be too sweet. Mermaid yeah. would be fine, but and then I don't know, like unicorn that there's overtones there, right? You don't mess with the unicorn. No, because you... that was you've read Harry Potter, you know. I mean, you just mm. right. Oh, see, I was thinking the unicorn with the horn. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. <laughs> that's right that's right did you ever did you ever watch garden legends of tomorrow where they had to fight the fan the fantasy beasts and the unicorn did you no. ever see that one no i have the unicorn oh my god oh that's absolutely priceless okay it is so odd that show is just so off the I have, wall i have so ball. many seasons i have so many seasons to get caught up on that one i think i got halfway through season two and then i got sidetracked Oh, and it's just season three and four. It just really hits its stride into we know what we're we know what we are and we know what we're going to try and do. Yeah, but they have to fight a unicorn, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. This is fantastic. That's fun. <laughs> the only thing that could be better is if infectious groups showed up at my prom. Okay, all right. So if we've learned anything from today's episode, it is that Pat really likes infectious groups. Yeah. And, and Encino Man is a great movie. And Encino Man is a great movie. When 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 uh, Polly Shore's character is sitting there at dinner and he's talking about, hey, when I'm older and I've married your daughter, and he's sitting, his sister is sitting there like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And what I love is like the dad, like the parents just kind of go with it. Yeah. You know, they're all good. Oh yeah. We've we've all we've all been around our kids weird friend yeah every kid has at least one weird friend that's come over for dinner oh yeah oh yeah that's awesome well we feed the whole neighborhood we may as well feed estonia yeah (sighs) well that's going to do it for encino man patrick yeah I, i had a lot of fun tonight dude i had just too much fun i'm really sorry the other guys couldn't be there i know jeff really likes this movie i hope he you know, calls in the love line or when he's back on, he gives us a little little information we can throw in there because I know that this was one of his favorites as well. So didn't he uh didn't he text earlier today and say that he really likes Encino Man, so he's waiting to see what your problem was gonna be with it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. He's he's just spins me up. He said I, I, I do like Encino Man, so I'm looking forward to hearing about whatever problems Pat had with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know that I had any problems with I it. I don't think we had any problems with it. 
I don't think there's, I got, I see no problems here. Yeah. I see nothing wrong. Yeah. So to the other guys, we do miss you. I know Bo, you, yeah. there, was, uh, there was like a rescheduled school board meeting that he had to be at for the, yeah. the tech stuff. And Dennis has had a, a, sounds like he's had a busy couple of weeks, so he wasn't able to join yep. us for this one. But, and then Jeff, I don't know what Jeff's doing. What's he, he's got, he thinks that now, cause he's got three kids that life gets busy. Yeah. I mean, you know, Whatever. come on, man. I mean, come, come on, man. That's, I don't even know where to start with that. Je- Jeff was maybe had an hour of sleep in the last week. Right. I mean, come on. You've had an hour. <laughs> You've had an hour, Jeff. It's not like you only got 30 oh, minutes. Oh, man. Oh, man. It sounds like everything's going well there. So, yeah. so congratulations to him and yeah. awesome stuff. Oh, did you, not, not that we are, when we can pretend that we're friends with them. I can, I can probably give you a little bit of a spoiler now because otherwise you're not that far into greatest generation yet. So you won't listen to it for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I kind of, some other podcasts took over, so I'm still a couple of years behind. I'm still working my way through uh, Deep Space Nine. On the, on the latest episode, Mr. Benjamin Harrison. Yeah. He announced that he and his wife are going to have a baby. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So he has no clue. He has no clue who we are. I mean, he, he and I have tweeted a couple things back and forth every now and then, but uh, he has no clue who we are. But uh, since he's not listening, congratulations. Yeah, Mr. congratulations. Mr. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really cool. And just hope all goes well. Congratulations to you and your wife. And yeah, man, that's exciting. Babies, babies everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat. I think it's probably time to go. I think it's time to go, John. It's time, time to time to leave the the podcast cave and go rejoin our cave nugs. Yes. No, everybody, you can join us each and every week here at. 30podcast.com or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. iTunes, if you want to hop over there, leave us a five-star review and tell us how much you also in love Encino Man or any of the other movies that we've talked about. But that is that is a great way that we can have uh, get the show in front of more people, get more people in on the conversation, have a whole lot more fun. We're already having fun, but you know, we want to we want to bring in as many people as possible because we just we really enjoy getting to know you all either on Twitter or emails or when you call into the show, supporters on Patreon, all that stuff. It's just so much fun to to just be able to talk movies with other folks that enjoy talking movies too and 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 enjoy being positive about movies. That's that's pretty much why we're here. So we just, we have a good time and we want everybody else to have a good time with us. So join us over there, 30podcast.com. Like I said, you could join us on Patreon. There is a link there on our website to get you over to Patreon so you can become a co-executive producer, get a whole bunch of bonus content each and every month. And let's see, we're, we're 30 podcasts on the different social media outlets. And then coming up here in the next couple of months, for the rest of this month of June, this is the Man Show Month. So our Patreon is The Godfather from 1972. And then we've got a special episode where we've got Podrick, one of our uh, Patreon co-executive producers, is going to be joining us for It's a Mad, 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 Mad World from 1960. Then we have Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Lawnmower Man, and Candyman. And then in July, our Patreon is the Razzies of 1992. We've got Shining Through, The Bodyguard, Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, Final Analysis, and Newsies. And then our regular episodes for July are Batman Returns, Reservoir Dogs, The Mighty Ducks, and Beef Oven. So that is what we got coming up for the next couple of months here. Yeah, man. That's quite an array. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And I've looking I was looking even further into like the next few months after that, like August, September, October. I'm like Just keeps going. We got some we got some good stuff coming up. So 
And we got some, uh, I'm, I'm lining up some some of our Patreon folks to come in and be guest hosts with us for some of our other episodes oh, coming up soon. Oh, so we'll have, we'll have some of that too. And we are going to do, I was talking with one of our Patreon co-executive producers, and he was interested in coming on with us and doing a special for an anniversary of a movie that we are particularly fond of that came out in 1982. Pat, you got any guesses what we're going to do a special uh, a of that... later in the year? We're fond of that came out in 92. Yeah. We're fond of a lot. We are fond of a lot of stuff. What is it, John? I'm... It's going to be a podcast best served cold. Oh, that's right. And it is very cold in Chicago. That's right. And so, is this a Patreon one? It is. It's one of our one of our Patreon co-executive producers. Yeah, so we're we're possibly looking at doing that in September. And it was uh, Rob Perry, Rob Perry that's joined us for some of our horror movie yeah. podcasts that we've done before. He he said he absolutely loves Star Trek 2: The Wrath of Khan, so if we were doing a special oh, sure. episode, he would love to get on there with us. That's um, awesome. So yeah, so I think in September we're going to have a special episode for Star Trek 2: The Wrath of Khan. The, well, that's great. The greatest spacefaring submarine movie. Yeah, of all that's time. right. That's right. And I definitely am a fan. Definitely a fan. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this time. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go watch Encino Man if you haven't seen it. We, we spoke yeah. a bunch of stuff, but go watch it anyway. It's a fun movie. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time. I'll be back. <laughs>